You know what the highest draft pick is on the Heat? I saw this the other day. What is it? Who, who's the highest drafted player on the Heat? You want to take a guess? Bam. Nope. Who'd you say, Rowan? Struess. Nope. He's on Struess is undrafted, right? Yeah, I think Struess is undrafted, yeah. Love? Oh, yeah. I forgot he was uh, even. Uh, yeah, me too, but now. Kyle Lowry? Hold on. Let me, let, me make, let, me, let me make sure before I said the answer that I didn't make this up. <laughs> I'm yelling at people that used to be good. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, shit. Hold on. Where was he drafted? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm right. Um, nope. Any other guesses? Nope. One that, more guess. That ugly guy with the face mask? Yep. Cody Zeller. The highest drafted, the highest drafted Heat player. I just fi- figured it was the most ridiculous person in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, with that question, you knew it was going to be the most absurd person. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know... Uh, do you know where he was drafted? No. He was the fourth pick in the draft. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No comment. Fourth, four, hold on. Let me see. Who was... I mean, so it was... I mean, it was not a great draft. It was Anthony Bennett was one. Oladipo was two. Otto Porter, three. Then Zeller. Then Alex Len and Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Hello, is that... That's the Giannis draft, then, right? That is the Giannis draft. Yeah, that is the. Yeah. I mean, I guess Giannis obviously was good, but like nobody yeah, in the top. I, I, Schroeder, I guess there's a d- couple decent names in here: Kelly Olynyk, Stephen Adams. Yeah, that was the Sixers' first process draft. Yeah, they got Nerland, right? No, who Nerland, did they got? Yeah, Nerland, yeah. And and uh, MCW. Oh yeah, he didn't really pan out, did he? He did win Rookie of the Year, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did, but that was it. Really, yeah. his career really created after that. Well, then they traded him right after that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, CJ McCollum, I guess it's a couple of these, but the top five is terrible. I mean, Oladipo, I guess, was decent, but Anthony yeah, Bennett was big bust. Definitely a rough draft right there. Yeah, the top of the draft, any Oh, the people selected the top. I mean, obviously, it's a Giannis draft, so. Right. It's kind of funny, Cody Zello is drafted four. Highest drafted Heat player. There's a, a fun fact if they win the finals. Yeah, I'm interested to see the finals because both teams play good team ball, but the, the Nuggets actually have a good roster. Yeah, the Heat don't really have a good roster, I know. <clears throat> um, I like, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see. Oh, um, have we started the pod? This is it. When do you want it to start? I don't care. Whenever. We can start now. I, um, Why don't we start it with your trivia? Okay. And I'll okay. Let's start. Okay. Perfect. All so right. How does that sound? Sounds good. We'll sounds leave good. out all the injuries and family yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Start with the trivia. That's a good place to start. Um, uh, pet peeve. I'm going to mention real quick about um, that I've seen on on uh, NBA Twitter lately. Rich, I have a lot of pet peeves about an <laughs> NBA just this time of year. And I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. Pet peeve on NBA Twitter. I cannot stand. All I see is all, all I saw the other day with all these fucking Laker fans. All I saw today with all these fucking Celtics fans saying like, "Pin it, book it." Lakers are winning four in a row. Lakers in seven. Celtics in seven. Pin it, book it. I'm like, really? Like, are you so fucking stupid? First of all, 
yeah, eventually it's going to happen. But like the odds of it happening now is it's never happened before. So like, stop. Like, what else are you going to say? Like, actually make a prediction, you fucking idiots. I can't stand that. Like, people are like, this is it. Pin this tweet. I'm guaranteeing the Celtics to win the next four games. Okay, yeah, so whatever you say, you know, crazy Celtic fan 225. Like, come on. I want to start, like, eight accounts like that and just <laughs> go with whatever one is right. It's like, it's like so fucking, it drives me crazy. I'm like, come on. I'm like, like if the Knicks were down 3-0, or, or like, Rich, if the Sixers are down on the verge of getting swept, like, I don't know anyone who's stupid enough. I mean, obviously there are, but like, don't be stupid enough to be like, we're going to win four in a row. No, like, if I'm, if I'm the Knicks and they're down mm-hmm. 3-0, I'm like, just win one game, please. Win one fucking game. Like, that's all I'm at. I'm at win one game. I can't stand that shit. Well, oh, in, in my Madden group, we got a bunch of Lakers and Celtics fans. Uh, actually. I, already, I, I, knew I, I knew I hated this Madden group. Yep. And uh, I would say, not a lot. I'm going to say there's probably two really passionate Celtics fans and maybe three or four really passionate Lakers fans. Okay. And yes, they were all saying what well, you're saying minus the pin it part, but they're all saying Lakers or Celtics in seven. They were all saying that, you know, at, so what? At, like, I don't even understand. Like, what are you basing? Like, win a fucking win one game first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't I'm, get it. Like, just win a fucking game. The Celtics were just, just lost by 40 points. In a must-win game. Like, now we're thinking that they're going to win four in a row? Got to be a realist. <laughs> like, just be, like, like I get, like, the, the whole fandom shit, but, like, Jesus, like, come on. Can we just be, like... Maybe if, know, like, Jokic goes down or yeah, Jimmy yeah, Butler goes down, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you Butler can say that. Yeah. But, like, but that, if your team isn't showing dominance, the, how, why are they going to win four in a row after they just a- lost three in a row? They just need to lose one more game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, I like, like okay, the Lakers would be like, all right, like win, win a home game. Okay, yeah, your games have been fairly competitive, like you know, but like Denver is one of the best teams. They were, I believe, they were the best home team all season. They haven't lost a home playoff game yet. But yeah, sure, you'll win. <laughs> you'll win three games in Denver. Like you fucking out of your mind. Or two wins in Denver. However many they would have needed to win. Like, come on. Same thing with Miami. I mean, you know who predicted Denver going to the finals? Uh, Somebody on this pod? (laughs) Friend of the pod, me. Oh, did I predict them too or no? Did I predict Denver? No one else. Nope. Who did I predict? Phoenix? Was I stupid enough? Did I say the Clippers? But I said the Clippers. I I feel like both me and you said Clippers. (sighs) Fucking Clippers. I thought Rich may have said Lakers. No, I I think I said Lakers were going to lose in the first round. I was, oh, I, was, perfect. I was rooting for LeBron, but I thought they were going to not make any noise. By the way, you uh, uh, good thing you th- – oh, I guess it doesn't matter. But it was close. Uh, if you did like total win for the season, it was close between the Lakers and the Knicks. Oh, if you're counting playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a little closer than, uh, than you would have uh, wanted. But, I mean, the Lakers got swept. So if they won like a game or two, it might have been different. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Denver looks really good. Jokic yeah. looks really good. Really good. Yeah, him and Murray. Him and Murray, Murray looks phenomenal, too. That'll be interesting. Butler and Bam and, and Murray and Jokic. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I, th- I think so. The NBA, the NBA must be sick. Yeah, because they had a chance to get Boston and LA. Yeah, yep. I know. 
Yep. And I mean, even after that, like they could have had Philly, they could have had New York. I know. You know, they could have had Giannis again. I mean, if yep. I was the NBA, maybe I'd tell the refs to go a little easier on the Nick foul calls during that series. <laughs> I know, I know. You probably want a New York audience in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, they had, they had a couple of, of better options. Although, I mean, it, I'd, I'd be a little uh, interested to see because, like, um, I don't know, that, I feel like the NBA is moving a little bit more towards um, – uh, NFL and its parodiness. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess right, this year was. Yeah, this year was obviously ridiculous. But like, I so like, I'm curious. Like, are they gonna be like our ratings gonna be that bad because it's Denver, Miami? Like, I don't know. I mean, Jokic isn't, I guess, you know, a huge name, but he's he's really good. Can you hear the three pointer he made last night? Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. That was, the, that was the one Anthony Davis like was in his face and like <laughs> yeah, and he basically just like shot putted it over his head. Yeah, yeah, that was nonsense. Right in, it was ridiculous. But I I, I do want to see if this year is a fluke or you know because in years past essentially if you weren't a top three team, yeah, you had no shot. Right, but yeah. net, based off this year, I mean, it was any team could have won any series pretty much except. Brooklyn and Philly, I guess. Is that the only series that was... Yeah, but that was weird, though, because, I mean, Brooklyn traded half their team. Right, like, right. they were terrible after they traded the team. They just held on. Right, so that was kind of fluky. Right yeah, there, it was but... kind of fluky, yeah. But yeah, is this going to be the new norm where, like, regular season means nothing, and, you know, once you're in, you, I you, know. you just get hot and go all the way? I know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I I think it depends if someone gets lucky, lucky like Golden State, how things kind of fell into place for them. Um, like, like, like I think, I, I think the Lakers got a little. I think the Lakers got a little. I mean, Lakers made a good trade. Lakers got like it, it'll be interesting. I, I also think like the load management plays a little bit into it too. You know, like so, like guys aren't playing as much. So, but I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, but this year I don't think that played into it because if you look at like the Lakers, Lakers just revamped their whole team in the second half of the the season they because did. their team was trash. They and did. Yeah, they, they got they got a completely different team, but they also got lucky in the playoffs. They got right Memphis, who was a disaster in that first round. Yeah, I mean, you know, but yeah, like with that shit going on, like yeah. And then they were missing Stephen Adams, and then they were missing um, who, who was their other big player? He was out for the series too. Um, the fuck is it? So they were missing like Ja was a mess, and they were missing. Um, I'm drawing a blank too. Um, oh, Bain, Bain was out. Oh, right, Desmond right. Bain. So like they were missing him. So I mean, I think it probably depends. Like I, I still don't want to be in the playing game. Right. I still and, think and, top six is too important. And. Uh, back real quick to my other pet peeves. This will lead to the other side. Oh yeah, is I I hate this time of the year because everyone, I guess you know, especially you know, like right now, Sixers fans are like, oh, we're so far away. The Miami Heat are so great. Blah blah blah. Like, how do we replicate what the Heat and Denver are doing? Like every year, come come finals time, and this is for all sports. Oh yeah, yeah. All fans talk about how you can replicate the team that made it. Where like, I don't know. Every year, it's a different reason that team made it. And secondly, the Heat are not that good of a team. The it's Heat, were, the, the Heat were fucking three minutes away from not making the playoffs. The Bulls had them beat 
I just choked in the playing game. Like they shouldn't even. They shouldn't yeah, even they shouldn't fucking even be here. Oh, totally. Shouldn't even be here. They should have lost in the first, lost in that playing round. Yeah, I mean they've gotten a little. And then, then, know, then they then they face a Giannisless team. The coach, his brother dies. Like. <laughs> That, yeah. That's fucking fluky as fuck right there. And then they play the Knicks, and the Knicks push them to six. But, you know, like, you know, the, the Knicks, didn't, I know I know he didn't have Rand- Butler for a game. Knicks didn't have Randall for game one. Quickly goes down. They couldn't make a shot all series. Then the Heat make every shot. So, like, okay, so it's a fluky series. And, like, it's not like the Knicks are down. I mean, the Knicks were only a couple games better than the Heat during the regular season. So it's not like, you know, I think we all thought the Knicks, but – Whatever. Okay. This, this then, series, I'll give them credit for for sure. The Celtics. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll. But I feel like I mean, this series is odd for Boston, right? I don't get it. Yeah. But I mean, anyway, my my whole point was there. There's such a thin line, in my opinion, between the top teams and and the other teams in the playoffs this year, which you were speaking of. Like the parity is so strong. Like. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's that far away from anybody else that made the playoffs this year. Like one no. or two, like you don't even need, like the Knicks don't make, need to make a superstar move. I don't think, I don't think any of the teams need to make a superstar move. If you just make the right it, it, rotation yeah. well, player moves or the right coaching moves, whatever you can be in the championship well, I, next year. So, so I've decided this is my big conclusion after watching the playoffs that I think teams need, Two things. Well, I mean, it's like not two players, but two things to essentially be successful in the playoffs. One is I think you need to have. I don't even think you need necessarily a superstar. Like I, I don't know where you rank Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's not like a top three, top four player in the league. But like, you basically need a guy who's like he's a playoff superstar, though. Yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. You know, and, I mean, and the, same, the, same, the, the same thing with Brunson. He's not a yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's not superstar. a regular yeah. season superstar. I don't no, think, no. but. Playoffs, he steps up. He steps up, yeah. Like uh, I believe the kids say, uh, uh, you need that uh, that dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe that's I believe that's the young young term, Erlen. Uh, yeah. Like, and that's Butler. I, yeah, I think that's Brunson. That's Giannis. You know, like I don't know if the Celtics have one. Like, and it has to be your better players. It can't be like yeah. I think Marcus Grant Williams can't be your fucking dog. Like. I don't think it needs to be your star player. I mean, look at uh, the fucking Golden State all those years. I mean, Draymond. Yeah, like yeah, but Draymond was Draymond's probably you could make case Draymond's the second best player. Maybe, maybe because he's an elite, have... elite defender and he does yeah all passer and all like yeah. It doesn't need to be. Um, it, it didn't need to be Steph. Um, you know, it could be like it doesn't need to be your best like, but it can't be like. Like it can't be Marcus Smart for Boston. It can't be. It has to be Tatum or Brown. Like that has to me. That has to be one. That has to be your 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 dog, right? It can't be. You know. Right. See, 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 see. Now, now you're doing what my pet peeve is. You're t- you're trying to take too much away. Uh, you don't think this, that's true? No, no, because the Celtics were just in the fucking finals last year with the same with the same central roster. Like to me, to me, their big yeah, difference I, I, is, I, is two I, things. I, one, Robert Williams. And two, their coaching is fucking terrible like, this year. Yeah, I think their coaching is terrible. So that, but I think I think their coach was their dog last year. I think Ime was a guy who was like, you know, fucking man up, or I'm gonna find the guy who's gonna make the shot. You know, like I don't give a shit. Like who's feeling it today? I don't give a shit about. Like it was almost Ime for Boston. But I, but I think you need 
that guy. And, and I mean, in fairness, the Celtics did collapse in that finals. I get that they made the finals, but they completely, I mean, they lost three straight games, didn't they? I can't even remember. I, <laughs> I think they did. Uh, I think so. <laughs> so, and then the other thing I think you need, I mean, I, and this is obvious and we both agree, but like, like it's what, what, why Miami, I think, is successful in these playoffs is they basically have a, uh, a, a roster like built around like that dog, right? Butler. You know, he, they have a roster built around what Jimmy Butler does, basically. Like, like I feel like you need, you need a roster that kind of plays to Butler's strengths or, you know, or whoever, whoever it is, right? Like Jokic's strengths. Like you have... Denver has a lot of guys that can cut into the paint and they can knock down threes. And so they just run around, you know, like, like you need guys like that. And I think that's what the problem with the Warriors were this year. They they didn't have a good enough, like to use them as an example, but like they didn't have enough shooters or enough defenders this season as they did last year. And like, I think, like, and I think that's where the, you say the Knicks aren't that far away, but I think the Knicks need to make a major move to get there. Yeah. See, I don't think so. See, I think, so, well, so also, ask, also I don't you. think Tibbs is their coach either. I don't think he's the right. Well, let me ask you a question because I, I, I get the Tibbs hate, but I, I do think um, so. The Knicks, Knicks have a, a good new beat writer, Fred Katz. Very good. He was he's at the athletic. Athletic. I, I enjoy a lot of the stuff that he does, and he had a good point. And basically, the problem with the Knicks this season and, and the playoffs is yeah, their offense struggled, and you could blame Tibbs, I guess, uh, for for some of that. But at the same time, like they don't have a lot of shooters on the team. They don't have a lot of so like if and what Katz, what Fred said basically is like if your crunch time team is gonna involve Mitchell Robinson, which it probably is because of how Tibbs likes to play, and Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, you basically have three guys on the court that can't hit a three or that can't consistently hit three pointers. And you can't have that, right? That makes it really difficult if all three of those guys need to need to score in the paint. And so his point is basically like in order for the Knicks, you basically have to take trade one of them and get somebody who who's who's a legit threat from outside in that spot. Do you do you, thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, I'm never an absolutist. Like there's there's never just one reason. You know, I don't think Tibbs is the only reason. I think there's plenty of room for an X's and O's upgrade there. Uh, just look at the Fournier getting no minutes compared to Swolstra giving Duncan Robinson minutes. He's one reason. Number two, uh, quickly missing the playoffs, missing that series and not showing up in the early rounds. Yeah. It's number two. And number three, yeah, they could have used one more shooter. I mean, again, I don't think any of those are drastic, like superstar changes. I don't think they need a superstar to be reach that next level. I think they needed. I think they need a different player. I think. That, I think, and I think I've said this after they lost. I don't think. I don't think the Knicks can win with RJ and Randall and Mitch. And the, as I think, I think one of the three has to go because I think it's two. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. Yeah, I think one of the three have to go. I, I don't know who that. I don't know who you get. Um, and I mean that's probably you know I don't know who's available. I don't know what they. But like to me that that's what that's what they need to do. Because like no, it's not like I mean obviously, <laughs> it's, it's not like the Nets that need to get a superstar to reach that next level. Like, yeah, every other team in the playoffs, I think, just needs to make some adjustments. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like, listen, if 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 Harden's gonna leave and Embiid's gonna request a trade, yeah, like let's go get him. Let's let, let's right. do whatever we can to get Embiid. Like you're not, you're gonna, not gonna pass up no. that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna pass up that opportunity to get Embiid. Um, but yeah, if if you know, taking out out the absurd stuff, I think the Knicks probably need. And again, I don't know who that is, but I think it's I. I don't think you can bring bring back those same three guys because I think it limits them offensively too much. Like, yeah, maybe maybe you, you could get upgrade offensively as, as a coach. I mean, you know, the, the Knicks defensively in the playoffs were one of the better teams. So, you know, I think you have to factor that in. Off, and during the regular season, they were actually one of the better offensive teams, but it was basically because... I don't care about regular season, Dan. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, they were... In the, in the playoffs, they they were. I think I think Cleveland was the only team worse than them in the playoffs. In, offensively. in my opinion, I, I, I'm on board with regular season means nothing anymore. If you're a good coach, you're going to use regular season to grow your young guys players, to grow your young players, and to try out different lineups and different schemes and everything, and plan for the postseason. The wins and losses mean nothing at this point, in my opinion. Uh, all because of all because of Miami. Is that well, is that is that something you thought of, or is it or is it now? No, because, no. But, but uh, like the last Miami is doing. No, like the last couple of years, like I would have sat and beat more games just to make sure he was healthy for the playoffs. Like to me, I'm pretty sure I said that last year. Like Embiid's health is more important than their seeding, like for the playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know why Embiid wanted to play all those minutes, all those hey, games. All, all he he cared more about the MVP this year, yeah. I think, than 100 uh, anything else. Yeah. Oh. One hundred percent, and I'm a little disappointed at Bead for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, I th- I think the last couple of years his heart was broken by losing in the playoffs. So this year he was like, "This is like something he could potentially control." Exactly. I think that's what it was because I mean we all saw him cry after a fucking, you know, the <laughs> yeah, playoff yeah, loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like this year, he cried after he won MVP. We haven't seen him cry after the loss to the Celtics. Like, I think he was laughing in the presser after the loss to the fucking Celtics. You know, like yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, Embiid. Obviously, obviously, you don't want the Heat, to, uh, the Sixers, to trade him. So, but as a as a Philly fan, do you think he is the guy to lead? Sure, the Sixers to a championship. I appreciate him probably more than I appreciate any other Philly athlete in my lifetime, I think. Yep. Just, be- just because, and not because I think he's... Wait, did you say yes out. or no? Yes or, or no. Did you, did you, when yes, I asked my yes. question. Yes, he's I the guy. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, one thing I appreciate about him compared to like any other Philly athlete, like he is aware of the criticism of his game every single year. So when he first came into the league, people said his body wasn't going to hold up and he couldn't play yep. back-to-back games. So he made it a point to say, and he said this to me, I'm going to play in back-to-back games. Then, you know, the playoffs come around. I think it was the next year, and he he missed games because of how he took care of his body. I think he missed a game against the Raptors because of food poisoning or something, they claimed. And it was probably because of eating fast food. So the next year, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next year, what did he yeah, do? We've all, we've, all, we've all had that KFC bowl. Yep. Yep. I mean, exactly. Debatable whether or not it is food poisoning. It may be. It may right. be. Yeah. 
Yep. So so he he made it a point to take care of his body. He got trainers and he he, he did that. Uh, at another point in his career, he was criticized for not knowing how to handle a double team when it came his way. So he, in the offseason, he focused on that and he became, he improved his passing in that regard and his, his court awareness. Um, another offseason, um, you know, after they realized Ben Simmons wasn't going to grow as a player and shoot threes, he worked on his dribbling and his perimeter game to become a better player outside the paint you know, to accommodate Ben so he could play down there more. So mm-hmm. e- every single offseason, he has taken what the critics say about him and improved. Again, he hasn't solved all those issues, but he has improved on every single one of them. And to be honest, I can't think of many Philly athletes that have done something like that in my lifetime. Like a lot of players have issues and mm-hmm. they just, those are their issues for their entire career. Like, yeah, you know, so, so it, it sounds like he's going to be your version of like Patrick Ewing. Probably. So, so my big thing is I want to give him one more year because right now everybody's criticizing him saying you can't win with Embiid's style of play. You can't win with Embiid's ISOs. And guess what? I guarantee you he is fucking listening to all of that. And I, you know, every other offseason he's made the change based off that. So I think this year, next year, He's going to work on that. He's going to work on his passing. He's going to work on giving the offense up to maybe Maxi or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. Ooh, Jeremy Piven's there. Nice. I know. Yeah. And, and w- w- wait until they get the camera on Derek Peter, who has like another smoke show next yeah. year. Yep. I mean, he's oh not kidding me. Who, who was that? She was smoking. <laughs> I have no idea who was, but I'm like, I'm like, you haven't even played like 10 years. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Any, anyway, my point is, you got to give him one more year, just based off the fact that he's improved every aspect so, of the game right, so, every year. So, um, and, and that I like Embiid, and I like you know. So who? Um, and I agree. I mean, if I was a Sixers fan, I, I wouldn't want to trade him either. I mean, obviously, if he like requested trade, that would be devastating. I mean, but you know, if if next year we're having the same conversation, oh, so he, so what? He what do you think on that? I'll have, I'll have a different opinion next year. Well, so what do you think he needs? He needs a coach that is going to not default to him automatically. Like if it makes sense to go to him, if he's dominating, okay, keep going to him until he stopped. But if, if he's getting double and triple teamed and then turning it over constantly, like I don't know, there's got to be more to the offense. To me, to me, the big thing he needs an X's and O's coach. He, he and then, has and a, what about- what about, he what hasn't about had player? that in Brett Brown or Doc. Neither of those guys are X's and O's coaches. And what, what about from a player standpoint? Like, obviously, Maxi, Harden, okay, let's say he comes back. What did you say, player standpoint? Yeah, like, like, like what, what type of players is he? I, like, I don't think Philly has enough. I don't know. I, I, so I, I don't I, think, I, I don't I think he did. I can't speak that about any roster because look at the Heat. Heat have the trashiest roster in the world. They uh, do, but, but they, have, they, have, they have tough defenders. And guys who, who who could hit threes, right? Yeah, and like sixty points off the bench every game. Yeah, sixty points. But like, like, so that has to be. So like you, you have to make updates to the roster, right? Like, I, in in my opinion, their roster this year was good enough to go to the finals. In my opinion, with 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 right coach. Uh, but the problem is they can't bring everyone back next year. So they can't. I don't think so. Well, and and again, well, I guess like they 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 can. Oh, they they can actually they can, but nobody wants yeah. Harden back. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they can't bring everybody back. 
Yeah, I mean, they, because, they can. Yeah, because because you're not salary, you're not cap locked if you're trying to resign your own players. Right. That's that's true. Bad. So technically, they could bring everybody back. Uh, you're you're right, Dan. You're right, Dan. Okay. You're <laughs> right. Uh, man, the Celtics have really opened it up here. Yeah. Oh man. But, yeah. Anyway, the, um, co- the coach is more important than the roster. But if they are well, going to make so- the last roster move, I would say let Harden go. But then you have a big hole in, and then you become. And you have the Knicks problem from the playoffs. They only they didn't have enough ball handlers. Like yeah, then you have if, yeah, if you, have you, like lo- no if ball you lose if you lose Harden, forget about his scoring. Who's going to handle the ball? Who's going to distribute the ball? Maxie's yeah. ne- Maxie's never been that guy. Yeah, so yeah. You, that, you don't know he can do it, and that's a big risk to just say yeah. Let's yeah. That's that that's big. I I don't think PJ Tucker is. I, I like PJ Tucker, but like he's not like a thirty minute a game. Like I I. I think he's really kind of more of like situational, especially yeah. in the playoffs. Like some some the games didn't even doesn't... want to play him when people were injured yeah. for thirty yeah. minutes a game. Yeah, like like he he has to be really like he can't be like your penciled in fifth starter. Like it can't be mm-hmm. PJ Tucker. Like he can't be playing crunch time minutes regularly. Like that's not think, like I don't think any other coach would have made that move either. Yeah. Um, He's, you know, we we all agree he's an eight to fifteen minute player. Yeah, and and game. if the matchup, and if the matchup some, some games he's not. Phase, yeah, yeah. Somebody, and some some games he might it might be the matchup to play, and that's fine. But yeah, he can't be like thirty minute a guy, a game like like carrying the team. Like he doesn't score. He offers you nothing. Plus he's old. I will give an um, asterisk to that. There were certain games when he was just very hot shooting threes. Nailing them? Yeah, those are few and far between, though. I'm I'm saying it's the exception, not the rule, and those are the games he should be playing 30 minutes, and right. third, okay. and those are the only games he should yeah. be playing 30 minutes. Okay. And, and like okay. there, there might be a defensive matchup yeah. where you know if he shut if you're playing the Celtics and he's shutting down Jalen Brown or Tatum or something, okay, like let him ride. Right. But like yeah, like like nine games out of ten, he offers you nothing offensively. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So like I feel I feel like, and I guess that's. I feel like you have obviously you have a big hole of coach, and I feel like uh, who who knows what happens with Harden, but if even without Harden, I feel like you still have a big hole at the other. Like you have Maxi, you have Harden, you have Embiid, but you know Toby's Toby, and and that I think that fifth because like if you don't have a, a and that's what I think the other thing I've noticed in the playoffs like you need a solid five, and like that's where the Knicks got screwed is they didn't have like and that's what the Knicks did to the Gavs too like. That fifth starter, like in the playoffs, you're gonna funnel the ball to who you want to take shots. You know, if you're a good defense, and and, and and you know, Tibbs did it to Cleveland, and and Spo did it to the Knicks. Like Okoro got every open look because that's who the Knicks wanted to take the shot every time down the court, and he couldn't do it because he stinks. Right. <laughs> and like you know, with the Knicks, it was you know Josh Hart or RJ, and I, I, you know, love love them. But like they're not three point shooters, and so like the Heat are like, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll give you fifteen feet. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna dribble into the paint where we're all standing. Or you're gonna take an open three that you're gonna miss. And like, I feel like that's you know that's probably the other thing that the the Sixers need to figure out. Well, you know, I think I said it last week, but at the end of the day, I think the Sixers' bigger issue is coaching. The Knicks' bigger uh, problem is uh, roster. You know, because the, the Knicks really need a three point shooter. And the Sixers, Sixers really need a a good coach. Oops. And you there? 
Can you hear me? Now I can. All right. Minor sound issue. Uh-oh, soundboard glitch. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I got it. I got it now. Um, well, who do you want as coach for the for the Sixers? To be honest, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, th- I think any of the available coaches are probably an upgrade as far as X's and O's goes to Doc, I mean, which isn't saying much, but... Are you worried um, a coach may want to go to the Bucks more than the Sixers? Or Well, I, I think there's, you know, you got Nick Nurse, who obviously I wouldn't complain about. You got Bud, yeah. who I wouldn't complain about. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't complain about him. I mean... How can you? I mean, he won a title recently. He had them make deep runs every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's coached okay. a superstar. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I think I'd be okay with D'Antoni because, you know, I don't, you know, he obviously has some limitations, but he's also changed his offense in the league. Like, you know, he hasn't been a one-dimensional X's and O's coach offensively. My problem with him is he pays no attention to defense. No, and his that, teams have his teams have always underachieved in the playoffs. Right. So, but again, you know, I would love to see what he could do with the offense. Um, yeah. You know, Vo- Vogel's even an interesting option too. I mean, you know, he kind of, you know, he he won a title. He got a ra- kind of a raw deal with the Lakers. Like he coached them when they had was it LeBron with no shooters. Yeah, he had a he had a rough go of it. Didn't wasn't he the coach when they won in the bubble? He was, but it, you know, it was the bubble. Yeah, I know, I know. You know. An old Lakers team that got the you know biggest advantage because they got to regroup. I know. It was kind of a it was kind of a uh, asterisk championship. So you know, I I do and, and he uh, who was he coaching before them that he had a um, the Pacers right Pacers yeah Indiana and I thought he did a great job with them. So I did too. So, you know, right there, I think, you know, again, all the, every coach we name is going to have something we're going to complain about. Probably every coach in the league, probably except Spolstra and Pops, we would com- find something to complain about. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's probably fair to say. So you're okay but, with all of them. But my point is, I think all four of them would probably be an upgrade over Doc. And there's, Sixers are bound to get one of them if they want one of them. Yeah, if they want one of them. Again, I'm not saying these are all championship fucking coaches, but I think they're just all upgrades over Doc. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You know, you, you know and again, we shoot on Tibbs. I, I do think Tibbs had one of his better coaching seasons this year. I, I you know, I, I am upset he didn't play um, Fournier in the playoffs. But overall, yeah, I, I, I can't get a good job this year. I thought he did do a good job. I'm not going to get upset over him not playing Fournier in the playoffs. He, I mean. It would have been real desperation move. I mean, he hadn't played in five, four months. It was it was time for a desperation move, Dando. It was time. Listen, I don't know. I mean, they only, they only lost four games to two. It's not like they were getting swept here. Tibbs changed more than I think anyone thought Tibbs would adjust in the playoffs. So, like, that was a light year step forward. Yeah. So, I think next time maybe that's he'll he'll make some quicker moves. Maybe a little more agility to him in his old age. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I'm not going to, like, Fournier wasn't going to make it. You're basically putting Fournier in, hoping that the Heat, and like, like, honestly, what the Heat, if Fournier went in, what the Heat did, they would, Jimmy Butler would have attacked Fournier every time when he had the ball. Every time. 
did I did like, the, did the hold on, let me ask you this. Did the Knicks attack Duncan every single time they had the ball? No, they yeah, didn't. No, no. Ibs. And yeah. Ibs. Yeah. Well, I, I will also say Tibbs, but I would also say when Duncan Robinson comes in, Miami goes to his own. So it's it becomes even it becomes a little bit a little harder to attack him. Well, okay, but again, that reverts back to Tibbs. Why can't Tibbs do the same thing? And again, why can't Doc do the same thing? Remember, remember a couple of years ago, Doc, every time they played Seth Curry, th- he got fucking hunted every single play. I know. Doc well, did because, Doc but, convert to his own. Spolster is just has that fucking edge. I know, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah I get well Spolster. So the Heat, I, I heard the stat the other day. The Heat played more zone than any team, more zone this year than any team in NBA history. One. One thing we haven't brought up in the last, I don't know, four podcasts or something. The Heat ran a full court press against the Knicks, and the Knicks made tons of unforced errors. Tons, right? Like, how many turnovers were because of the Miami full court press? I thought the Knicks did improve as the series went on with that. Yeah, but I mean, at least five a game, though, right? They did. I mean, I would say that's fair. You know, the, the, yeah. I mean, they also didn't have any secondary ball handlers outside of Brunson, right? right? So, yeah, like that—that's that, a problem. That that yeah. So, like, you know, like I love Grimes, but he can't. Um, like he, he he's he's really three and D, maybe a little bit off the off the dribble to like get to the basket, but he can't be like same thing with RJ. Like they're not ball handlers, you know. So without quickly, they would kind of. It was basically like Brunson trying to try to beat double teams up the court. There's an off season coming up. Oh, you know, could, they, could they have dusted off uh, Rose and brought him in? Him no, in no. Like, like I'm not gonna like. Should the six have, have dusted off their eleventh and twelfth, twelfth men and throw them in? That's basically that's what forty eight Rose are at this point. I'm not gonna get on. You know, I mean, you, you put, remember I, I was mean, crying, Rose, I was crying for House all, se- all series. I mean, <laughs> he put him in. He put him in at, at some point, didn't he? I thought I saw him. He, he put him in, and he was a big reason they won uh, that yeah. one game. I'm not supposed to even keeping them on the the bench though. If you're not going to play them ever, I mean, because they need bodies. I mean, Rose was Rose was terrible when he played the season. Like terrible. There would be no reason where you're like you saw like flips of him and you're like, oh man, Derrick Rose can still play. Like I'm sure I'm sure he could still technically play, but like at a high level like that. Right. Right. Like it, it, you know, I, he he whatever. So he's he played slightly more than Fournier in the last three months, and like it was against like backups, and it looked like he was terrible. Like he couldn't make a shot. He was dribbling the ball off his foot. Like, and they were like blowouts too. So dribbling the ball I'm, off your foot is always bad. <laughs> so like, I'm not I'm not gonna get out of not playing Rosa Fournier in the in that series. I mean, I mean, he could have made other adjustments. Uh, he could have maybe gone small and put Randall at the five. Like he could have tried that. Um, you know, he could have done probably a couple different things uh, that I would have been okay with. But um, but overall, I thought he played. I thought I thought he coached solidly. And again, like they didn't have quickly, who who was probably your during the regular season third or fourth best player, yep. depending on the night. And and you, you had you you missed him for most of the series, and then um, and then. Many, many guys hit outside shots. Grimes couldn't hit a thing. Randall was like twenty percent from three. Barrett was twenty five percent from three. Like, you know, and they had open looks. I don't know. Like to me, like part of that 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 can't be on the coach. Got to make their fucking shots. Let me ask you another question, Rich. Moving off the Sixers and the Knicks. Good. Let's make an assumption here. 
Um, let's say the Celtics lose either this game or next game, four or five games, whatever it is. Yes. The answer is yes. Do they blow it up? Yes. I, 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 I think the first move you have to make is new coach, first of all. Oh, yeah, yeah, new coach, 100%. Yeah, because if they lose, like, I mean, this is 100% on the coach. If you lose, unless they come back and go to a game seven, coach Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And even if they go to a game seven, I think they almost have to win it at this point. No, I give give them mad props if they came back and made it to a game seven. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but yes, I agree. Uh, Coach number one is gone. So So that's the big move. The next move is... You have to listen to any offers you get this offseason. I you don't. I don't think you. For, I don't think for, you move someone just to move them. But if you get a good, a great offer, you got to do it. For who? Anybody? Is everybody on the table? I think Tatum's off the table. Yeah, I mean, I like Brown better as a player, but you know, you gotta you gotta put Tatum higher than him. Yeah, I, yeah. Tatum Tatum's a legit MVP candidate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd put I put Brown on the table. I'd put. Williams on table smart definitely. So, so if you if you're Boston, you lose you lose either tonight or or or, or, the, or in game five or even game six, whatever. And you're Boston, you're probably like, you know what? What I'm one gonna, thing that one thing I'm I will say about them blowing it up is Marcus Smart. Like, I'm totally cool with trading him. You probably should, yeah. but you need. I think you should remember every team needs a player like him, though. Every team. Oh, needs totally. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I so mean, you, so you got to replace what he brings to the team. Yeah. What about um? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the trade would be, but what about uh, like Chris Paul? Yeah, like he doesn't bring as obviously he's not he's a completely different player. But I feel like I feel like that's kind of the type of player you know. Like they don't need any more score. Like Marcus, they don't need scoring for Marcus Smart. No, and he's not as good of a defensive player. Like Chris Paul's obviously not a good defensive player. But like I feel like sometimes they need some guy. So I feel like they need like a point guard. Like Marcus Smart isn't really a true point guard. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I could see Chris Paul uh, have one good season there and maybe get him a title. Yeah, I could see that, and that would make me sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Tatum is untouchable, but I feel like anybody else has to be on the table for them. Like they have, you have to trade. Yeah, everybody else has to be on the table. It's gonna be a fun off season as usual. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. It should be good. I think the Knicks, the Sixers will probably be kind of a boring offseason because I think they're just strapped with what they can do. But I, I'm well, excited for the gonna... Celtics. I'm excited for the Knicks. I think I don't think the Knicks are going to make a splash, but I, I, they have the room to make any moves they could want to make too. So they're going to be involved with a ton of rumors, I'm sure. Whether oh, yeah. Can... Anytime, anytime any player, they get a sense that he's desperate. I, the Knicks are going to be rumored to be like, oh, did the Knicks make a play? Right, and then every week you're going to be talking yourself into someone new. Can't wait for it. Like you're going to talk yourself into 15 different players are the answer. Like, and it's going to be fabulous. I mean, it's already started. With, it's already started. Yeah, no, it's already started. I'm exhausted well, about it. Or, I'm exhausted with it already. Yeah, but I mean, as as more information comes out, like this player definitely wants to leave. Like more things are going to be well, more. I mean, did you did you see did you see Cat throughout the first pitch of the Yankee game tonight? Oh, no, I didn't see that. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, it's already like, yeah, he started. Like, <laughs> it's already started. He's like, he's like, I'm a New Yorker for life or something like that. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and that's and, a, that's that's somebody I do not want. By the way, I've decided I am team anti-Cat. Well, so I think we should 
prepare for this upcoming thing, I think we should only allow you to talk about one player a week. I, I think we can focus on one player, their fit, if it's going to work, if it's not going to work, what it would take to give I up. Want Nick's prospect of the week. Yeah. I, I Because otherwise we'll get too distracted and talk about four different players and like it's just going to be too much on a weekly basis, I think. Let us you know, know what the you other- think. Lastmansopinion at gmail.com. <laughs> You know the other thing. I, you know the other thing. I think Linux should do um, is um, so Obi and Quickly are both eligible for extensions this off season. I think you give Quickly an extension because I think it probably would be fairly manageable. Like it's not going to be like ridiculously amount of money, and you still kind of control them. Right. I think Linux should trade Obi and try to get like a first round pick. Oh yeah, fuck Obi. You'll be lucky if you get a late first for him. I think. I mean, could you get like I something? That, I think that's early? kind of a reach, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah. Could you like? Package Obi and, and and something else for like yeah a, a first round pick in like the twenties. You get a guy and then you reset that rookie contract scale. Because like you're not you're not going to pay you know like the Knicks aren't going to pay Obi this off season and you're not going to so like you know like what's his value? Yeah, he he's got to go. Yeah, like and I like Obi, but like like if you're just thinking from like a you know NBA business contract standpoint, like he has value because he has one year left. Next year, he's an unrestricted free agent. So, and you're not going to like. Why would you resign Obi? Yeah. You know, he, he he's a he's a backup power forward who gets 12 minutes a game, maybe 12 to 15 minutes a game. And and he's like, he doesn't really fit. Like, I, I like his style of play, but it doesn't fit like the tip style. He's not a good defender. He doesn't rebound. Yeah, like you could draft somebody and just kind of. You're not going to lose that much. Production, no. but you're going to gain much more cap. Oh, yeah. Ability. Uh, yeah, like, that, yeah. Then you have four years of cap space or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's something I think about all the time with Sixers. Like, you know, as you're filling out this roster, like, especially the last like two years, they haven't really been using those spots for cheap players. You yeah, need they, those cheap players. Yeah. You have to. You, you know, like, you know, Maxi, I, I guess Maxi's still on that. Yeah, but Max is extension eligible this this summer, isn't he? Same as quickly. I think so. Yeah, it would be the same as quickly. They drafted the same same draft. So, like, and I I think if you want to compete yearly, you need to have those players on your roster. Have to. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. Like, so the Knicks have quickly, and they have, and they have Grimes. Right. But but they're they're getting their deal soon. So you need who's the next player you're going to draft and. So that means you got to get rid of someone. Obi's the player yeah. to get rid of. Anyway. Yeah, you have to get rid of. Yeah, I think Obi is the easy one to get rid of. You get rid of Obi, and you reset. You reset, a, and you get like in the first round, you reset that rookie scale. Yep. Have to. That's that's the move. Yeah, and yeah, I, th- I, think- I, I think I think the Knicks ownership is smart enough to do that. Where the Sixers, I haven't seen that with Maury. They're they they keep making win now moves. Yeah, I, I'll be. The Knicks haven't gotten rid of anybody. The Knicks haven't gotten rid of. A young core piece yet. Obi would be the first one, so I'd be kind of interested to see. Like, you know, the Knicks have like like every team has like their version of the timeline. Like, like the Knicks haven't gotten rid of anybody who's been on the timeline yet. Yeah, yeah they ha- they have to though now. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, so so it'll be interesting. Like like, like they got rid of guys like Nerlens Noel and like Alex Burks and like some of these other guys. Um, yeah, but they're just fire. Like, yeah, Reggie Bullock. Like they're like older veterans. Like. You know that helped out for what they helped out, but like they're not part of the young core. Like Obi was part of the young core. Quickly, Grimes. You know, 
Brunson's not in that mix. RJ, Mitch, like, you know, I mean, Randall, he wasn't drafted to buy him, but he's like in that timeline. So they haven't made any moves with any of those guys yet. So it'll be interesting to see if they do or not, because it'll be also interesting to see if they do it or not, because like, I feel like a lot of times teams do it when there's like a little pressure on the front office. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I don't feel like there's any pressure on the Knicks front office right now. Like they made it to the second round of the playoffs. They made the playoffs two out of three years. The Brunson signing was a home run. Like I, I agree, but also I would hesitate just a little bit because even though that pressure's not there, the narrative can change during the oh, off season. You know, as as other team makes take teams make moves and stuff. So, oh, one hundred. So one hundred percent. I I totally agree. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, and I'm not saying like they should or shouldn't. Like I do think they should make, but like. A lot of times when it does happen, it's because like, oh, they underperformed or they need to do something or whatever. And so then that's when you see them being a little bit more aggressive. But like, I feel like Nick fans are pretty happy with how everything's gone so far. And so like, there's no real pressure, but I feel like this time next year, if they didn't make a move and all this other stuff, like, I feel like then that, like, I feel like now's the perfect time because there's no pressure on them. Like now's the perfect time to, to make some moves. For sure. Uh, I'm excited, Roland. We know you're listening. I'm excited. Um, You're listening. Email us. One last thing on the Knicks, everybody, if I may. So uh, I mentioned this in the pod, in the the chat. but um, In the pod chat. In the pod chat. (laughs) Probably in the pod chat. Uh, But uh, you see the Knicks are retiring Mello's jersey. Oh, I didn't know that was official. Yeah, no, it's official. That's why. That's why I said I don't I, agree with it. So, so, I don't know. You said it was a hot take that it, his his number shouldn't be retired. I think it's a hot take that it, it should be retired. Like, what is the argument for it to be retired for a player that you didn't draft, that won one playoff series, that wasn't an MVP? Like, what is the argument to retire his jersey as a Nick? Um, I would say. It's because he, um, he was probably, and I was thinking about this. Um, now it's obviously ownership decision, and, and he's from New York, and people love him, and all this other thing. All this, but like, I was thinking, I was like, if you were born in, let's say, 1990, he was far and away the best Nick you've ever seen, you remember seeing. For sure, 100%. So, like, you're talking the last 33 years. So, People, thirty Nick fans, 33 and younger. Like, Mello is far and away the best Nick that they've ever seen. And no, so I feel like... There's no which is, real good memories with him, though. Like, Lynn, Lynn Sanity is the best memory from that time. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, he had, like, a 50-plus point game. Like, he won the scoring title one year. So I, I, I agree. I don't... No, no, I, I, think but, it, I think it's a reach. I think it's... Oh, Nick's I think it's a total reach. so desperate. For this yeah. Nick's ownership is so desperate. Like, they're... they're well, that, and, and like, and like the Knicks like to have, and, and I, I actually give him credit for it. Um, and he sort of a lot throughout this playoff run, which I thought was great and like such a great idea by management or ownership or whoever it was. But like you saw a lot of, you know, Larry Johnson was in the stands a lot. Latrell Sprewell was in the stands. Like Walt Clyde Frazier was at every game, even though he wasn't announcing it. Like, like, the, like the Knicks really made a uh, effort to get like you know. Like 
old Knicks into the building to watch the they're, games. They're, and I think they're trying great. to build the Knicks culture. Yeah, and I think that's great, and I love that. But you, yeah, what are you gonna have like a twenty year, twenty year span where there's like zero players? Um, I don't love that factored into it, but that's what I was thinking. I'm sure, I was it like, did. Jesus. Yeah, no, I was, good, I was like, point too. That's a good. Point. I was like, I was like, who else are you gonna have? Tyson Chandler, Jr. Smith. Like, I mean, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I agree. Like, typically, if I, I don't care. Like, Melo's obviously a Hall of Famer, but if my team is retiring a jersey of a player, like they ha- there has to be some type great, of great memories. Yeah, like John Starks isn't a Hall of Famer, but John Starks should have his jersey retired. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, one hundred percent. I would not question it one second if they decide to retire. John Stark, if they retired, if they retire Allen Houston or Anthony Mason or Oakley or, you know, whatever, right? Like they never made, you know, or like if I go to the Yankees, right? Like I don't have a problem that they retire Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams. Like those guys won multiple championships and while not Hall of Famers had like huge moments for five, you know, right. You have to do something memorable for the team. And I agree. Like, I feel like, I feel like Melo didn't. So like, the hardline fan of me is like he's not I like it you sort of like like you posted Seth like he wasn't he won this he had the one great year where they won over fifty games, they made it to the second round, he won the scoring title. But that was it. Other than that I I to, to me the biggest knock is he was in New York for seven seasons and they didn't make the playoffs four of those seasons. I know. That's a huge fucking knock and you're gonna retire that? Like what? Oh. Like, like to me, you're retiring a reminder of a bad era. I know. Like, like, like we gave shit to Luca. Oh, I did, and I think others. But for, oh, for, for, for I, not making, I, I, I agree with you on Luca too. For not making the playoffs. Like, if you are a superstar, you should by yourself be able to win 42, 43 games and get your team in the playoffs. I'm not saying win championships because you need more than more than more than yourself just to win championships. But like, but like, you imagine, know. Imagine if Luca missed the playoffs four out of seven years, how much you would trash right? him. Imagine that, that he would be like he would be like the worst player in the NBA, according to you. I mean, yeah, like if you're a superstar of the NBA, like you have to be able to make the playoffs. Have Look to. Look at this under the New York Knicks Wikipedia article. Insanity. There is an era dictated by the arrival of Carmelo Anthony. Just the arrival. <laughs> Yep. Yep. That's what the world thinks of this. Right. Uh, it's yeah. I I I I kind of want to. I don't, see, I don't agree with it. But yeah, the, the Luca thing is perfect because of how you trashed him. You know, and I I agreed with you. If he missed the playoffs, you can't miss the playoffs if you're supposed to be a superstar. Can't miss the playoffs if you're a superstar. Can't. And you can't miss it four out of seven years. But not only four out of seven; it's four in a row. Was it four in a row? Oh yeah, you're right. The last four years he was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last four years. So he came in halfway through one year, and they made it to the playoffs. But like, how much is really that? Like, I get they got a little hot. Then they make it the second year. They make it to the second round. Make it to the th- make was that third the year, year. He won the scoring title. The second year. Yeah. Was- yep. Okay. Yep. Second year. I believe that was the second year. Yeah. Third year, I believe they get knocked out in the first round, and they won like forty-seven games. Okay, fine. And then that was it. Then they missed the playoffs four straight years. Yeah. <laughs> and then they never made it again. And, and, you know, this isn't even a guy that was 
on his last two or three no. years in the NBA. This was supposed to be his prime. I know. Like that, I don't know. That, like, I got to get, I know. Like, like is it supposed to be his prime. Like, how are you, that's what I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's yeah. just such a force. It, it's, it's such a force. Plus, I, I, I hate to say that he's overrated because, like, that's probably not fair. But, like, you're talking his age is 29, 30, 31, and 32 season. So you're not old at that point. Like, maybe the 32-year-old season, you're getting up there. But he was at the Knicks when he was 26, 27, 28. They made the playoffs those three years. 29, didn't oh, – what, did, what was their record? <laughs> they were 37 and 45. They finished eight games under 500. Right. Following season, he was – he got hurt. So he only played he, – he played about half the season. They won, they won 17 games. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> then the next season, they only won 32 games. And that, I think that was when they drafted, uh, yeah, KP Porzingis. And then his last season, they won 30 games again. Like, I don't get it. And, like, he played – and he was healthy for the most part. Like, he only missed his age 30 season. He played half the season. Other than that, like, are we serious? Like I, I, and like, like it just it's so. But then, like you look what he did in Denver, right? This is what I don't understand. I'm not that we need to make it into whole Carmelo Anthony thing here, but like you, you look at what they did in Denver, and he he made the playoffs every single year he was in Denver. Every single year they made the playoffs. You believe that? Like I don't get it. Like he won 50 games, three, five, five out of nine seasons. I, I think the more I think about it, I think that's what it was because, you know, when I l- look at the, the Phillies, and it's a weird comparison, but when they got Jim Tomey in the early 2000s, I remember that. Was that. A, that was a huge, huge, huge fucking deal because this was a former All Star, future <clears throat> Hall of Famer, and you're talking about a franchise that for the prior like 20 years did nothing. Like they were fucking irrelevant. The Phillies franchise was fucking terrible. Everybody knows that. So to me, that's like the Knicks. The Knicks have a terrible franchise, like same time as as Philly. And you get this fucking future Hall of Famer, all-star. It signals that like you're on the map now. You're fucking relevant. And and Philly's fans fell in love with that idea. And I think Knicks fans, that generation, fell in love with that as well. It was just such a big moment for the franchise. It was something that hadn't happened in 15, 15 years or so. Like... Yeah, well, he I just think that's... announced his retirement yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday, yeah. On May twenty second, twenty twenty three, Anthony announced his retirement from the NBA. Yep, yesterday. Yeah. What do you What do you find amusing about that? I haven't heard his name in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. thought he retired in like twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That's why everybody's talking about him. Yeah, that's why he's in the news now. Yeah, but, he just retired yesterday. Yeah. Like retired, I like, thought after like a few years, teams usually start to talk about like retiring numbers. I didn't think it happened immediately after retirement. Well, you know, it's off season for the next. I mean, you know, what else are nine? You know, the rest of the league going to talk about? You know, they also want to bury it probably in the finals buzz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it was weird timing by Mel. It seems so weird to announce it now. Why don't you announce it in like the dead period that's going to come in like a month? Um, well, he had that. He, well, I don't know. I mean, 
He had like a, a good, whole. That's a good point, Roland. I, I I agree. I don't know why he didn't know. I mean, he had that whole video that he released. I, I don't know if you saw it, but he had it's a video. Because they're video ashamed. Before. I'll tell you why. The, the Knicks are ashamed. <laughs> yeah, I know. They had a whole video. Like he he made a whole video about his retirement. I think LeBron was in it. Yeah, because he's which, on the Lakers. Which could be why. He released it yesterday, so then, so then, like LeBron ended up talking about it. I don't know; it was weird. The whole thing was weird, but yeah. So anyway, that's my mellow news. Yep. He's the most decorated USA basketball Olympian. Just let that settle in. What he won three eight. He won three gold medals. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. More but illustrious he- than the dream team, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Boston's playing really well now. I'm in the kitchen now, so I'm. What's the score? Uh, they're almost up twenty. Oh Commercial shit! Break. How much time left in the game? Seven. Damn. So it's break. almost to the point of being over. If uh, yeah, we're going for at least three more minutes. Yeah, it is almost over. Yeah. I mean, are you nervous if you're Miami? You got three more tries. I mean, yeah. I think you still have to be confident, but. You know, obviously, a seed of doubt gets planted after you lose one game. Just you know, yeah. no matter how small, it's there a little bit. I know, it's yeah, I know. Plus, you're going back to Boston. Yep. And I guess yeah. if you're the Celtics, right? You're thinking like, okay, we got this game. This game was going to be tough, and we won it. Now we go back home. Crowd's going to be crazy. The only hard thing is, you know, that Spo's going to be drafting up some crazy shit in between the games to keep Boston on their toes and you can't like sit there and be like, it's going to be easier now we're at home. Right. It's it's really not like it'll be a little easier, but I don't think the play is going to be much easier. Yeah. No, no. throw some weird shit at them. I think next game to offset it. And like, I think, I mean, Miami's turned the ball over a lot this game. Like they, they haven't played, they haven't played really that well. I mean, it looks like, I mean, Boston's obviously played well too, but it looks like, Man, Boston's shooting the lights out, except for that air ball three. They are shooting the lights out, yeah. That's why it's like, okay, is Boston like going to catch fire now for the rest of the series, or or do they just catch fire this game? Am I two minutes behind you? Jesus. <laughs> two minutes? What's uh, Nine where? minutes. That's a lot oh, of yeah. time. <laughs> You're three minutes behind me. I'm, I'm at the six-minute mark. Oh, oh my God. God. TNT, you're fired. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty long delay. All right, six eleven. There you I go. Click the live button. I think sometimes if I click off the tab, it uh oh, it like lags or stops. Or yeah. All right. Like, TNT like, also does like shitty ad tracking, and I have like an ad blocker on my network, uh, so like it won't load properly most of the time, and I need to like disable the ad blocker. Start the TNT app and then disable that and then enable the ad blocker again. Some bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, nice play. Um, all right. So we done with the uh, basketball? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. New York the, teams uh, getting ball? hot in baseball. Who's that? Metsies? Oh, New York teams. Mets and Yankees. Yeah. Although the true. Mets lost today. I think the Yankees were winning. But the Mets just swept the Sorry, the Guardians. I muted myself as I finished that. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to go check on the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees catch. Yankees catching fire. 
Yeah, they've been doing real well. Um, te- let's see what their two. last. Yeah, eight and two last. Judge had a home run. I know today. Alonzo had four straight games with home runs. So the Yankees have won one, two, three, four, five. No, let's see. Oh, they beat so Baltimore five today. Five out of six. Five out of six out of seven. Hmm. Yeah, they look like they play. Looks like they're playing pretty 10. well. I mean, eight out of their last ten, they won. Yeah, eight out of the last ten, it looks like. Yeah. And then yeah. Mets are right around five hundred, which is fine. I mean, I mean the AL East is stacked, huh? That division yeah. is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Toronto's ridiculous. in last place in the three games over five hundred. Toronto scored twenty runs today. Did they really? Yeah. Like, yeah, this this division is pissing me off because it's so fucking good that it's going to keep the Angels out of the playoffs, and the Angels are. Aren't playing as good as they were, but they're at least above 500 right now, I think, unless they've lost. I know they've been struggling the last uh, two weeks, but... Did you see that the entire AL East is ahead of the entire AL Central? AL Central, right? Yeah, Yeah, I did see that, yeah. (laughs) It's not a man. Last place AL East is in front of the top AL Central team. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, but I'm happy Mets bats are starting to wake up, so that's good. Pitching's coming back. Because Verlander and Scherzer were out for a significant amount of time. Need the other pitchers to step up a little bit, but doing better than if you asked me two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I think no. two weeks ago the Phillies were in front of them. Not anymore. I'm calling it. This game's over. <laughs> I'm, calling it. Uh, I'm under four. Hmm. 20 points still? No, it's uh, 14, about to go to 15, I think. Miami had a couple chances to cut it uh, to like 10 or under, but they keep turning the ball over. Just yeah, you know, it's t- it's tough when you're down 20 points in the fourth, like, because you have to score essentially 90% you of your yeah. pep, you know. Like, and that's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You see um, any other sports topics? Did you talk about the NFL? Oh, God. They've had a bad week. But what, oh, with the stupid flex scheduling? That was dumb. Oh, fuck that. That's ridiculous. Oh, and then, and then, what? What do you think about the uh, kick return thing today, too? Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. I didn't see that. What's that? Basically, like anytime you call a fair, you could call a fair catch anywhere on the field, and you get it at the 25, right? On kickoffs, right? So if you fair catch it at like the the seven or something, you yeah, get you it still at get 25. it. 25, yeah. Mm, it's fine, but I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, I mean, that's what college does. I I don't know why they. Did that like them? I mean, that's kind of dumb though, because of the skill of the kicker. Like, if you kick it just short to land, you know, it could take a bounce and land like at the five or the ten. Yeah, I also don't understand. Like, yeah, like yeah, I guess that's true. Doesn't that take away some of the skill of the place kicker? Yeah, they don't care about that though. It's all about the fucking injuries, I guess. But like, uh, I feel like the new kickoff rules have decreased. I mean, I don't see many injuries on kickoffs anymore. Like that's, I used to. That, that's the point that they don't. I think the the number of kickoff returns though has decreased substantially versus the last couple of years. Yeah. And that's what, that, that, that's, that's, like at this point, like why even have kickoffs? Well, that's that's their end game. They're easing their way to no kickoffs by baby stepping it there. They're also easing their game to no in person attendance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah that that one makes no sense to me. I I don't understand why they would think it's a good idea to have Thursday like Thursday involved in flex schedule. Maybe we just do all luxury boxes and streaming. 
Like they're, and they're kind of stuck for like season ticket holders, like or, or, or regular people, people with jobs. Yeah. Like, what if you swap a shift or something for a Thursday so you can go to the game and then it gets flexed? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's what I don't get. Like, yeah. Like, like let's say like it's a Sunday at one o'clock game. You're like, okay, perfect. You know, buy tickets, you go into the game and then it's flexed to like Thursday at eight. And you're like, now what? Can't go Thursday at eight. Yeah. Or you're taking your kids to the Sunday game and then it gets swapped (laughs) with a flex game and then you're taking the kids to 8 p.m. game on a school night. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's a bad move in NFL. Bad move. Bad uh, they, move. Did, they did make one good move, though, this week. Um, they reinstated the third quarterback again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. We don't we don't have that disaster uh, that the 49ers had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I never understood that rule either. Like, I don't know why they changed it. Right. Like, it doesn't hurt like, you to just... Make sure a team doesn't embarrass themselves. Yeah, like why can't you allow a team to have a third quarterback? How is that negatively impacting the game? <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like, and it's not like that far of a reach where two quarterbacks will get hurt. Right. It's not. You know. It's not. Especially, especially these days with more mobility and quarterbacks taking more hits. Yeah. More like, you know. Oh, like if you're not a good team with a bad offensive line, or if you're playing like a great pass rush, like where you throw the ball a lot, like, like I don't know. It's not that. It's not like. Yeah. There's been at least one game in the last three years I can remember where two quarterbacks got injured from the same team in the same game. And it doesn't even need to be complete injury, too, right? It could just be concussion protocol. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that, right? that's, the other, that's the other good point. You know, there's so many concussions protocol now. Like, it's, it's much easier to get taken out of the game. You need to have that extra spot. Yeah. I mean, you could you could probably expand the whole roster by two more spots at this point. Yeah, I mean, you. I've never understood the. Uh, I've never understood why NFL has such strict roster limits. Like it's the NFL. Like I get like you need to have some roster limits, but like. But 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 why do you have to have roster limits? Like, you I you mean, have a you have a salary cap. I know. Why, so like why? so like if, if teams can fit everybody under the salary cap. Yeah, like if if you can fit sixty players for the same cost as another team's fifty players, like wh- why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's. I don't. Know, I'm sure it's like probably NFLP players association stuff. But like, what's the rush now? 50, 53, 55 players. I forget. But yeah, you can't. Like, why can't teams have seventy players on the team? Why? So especially for the fact that you're giving a team a practice squad too. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like the practice, You're, like just pay him, pay him the league minimum salary. Who cares? He hasn't making enough money anyway. I don't. Yeah, I don't really understand it. We it's, should uh, do like instant practice squad squad call ups in the middle of the game. Yeah, should. Yeah, yeah. Is the other team going to really oppose like a practice squad person getting called up? Right. Well, yeah, and like yeah, I don't understand some of the like some of the stuff. Um, do it, NFL, you cowards. Real-time replacements for injuries and concussions. Did we talk about the Giants schedule? How shitty it is? I don't think we've talked about any schedules, have we? Nope. I know. You see the Giants schedule? So fucking stupid. Like, I get that putting a schedule together is difficult, but like, you know, seven of the Giants... Are they playing seven, in Germany? Is that... Oh, do they? they? Play, yeah, they do play, they do play... I believe they play... I don't think it's their home game, but yeah, they do play a, a game uh, across the pond. You might be right, it might be Germany. And they play, they play seven of their first ten games on the road. 
Which I think is ridiculous. I'd rather be the, the first half of the season than the second half of the season. Yeah, but that's a lot. Though. But, like, it's going to be over is. then. Uh, they ha- they're playing. Uh, they have a ton of primetime games. They have one, two, three, four of their first five games of primetime games, which I feel like is a lot. Um, they play the Eagles twice in three weeks. Did you see that one, Rich? Yeah, I, I hate when that happens. Hate it. And like, not only that, it's two of the last three games of the season. Yeah, they have to do that. Like, why? It's Giants Eagles. Why are they play? Like, you could not find. I wish you would swap the Cowboys for one of those Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Like, would that have been that? Did, like, you know, I don't get I it. I feel like all three of the teams could be vying for playoff spots. Yeah, the Giants play. Yeah, it, I don't know. The, this this schedule makes no sense to me. No sense. Who are you shooting? The cat. <laughs> it's out of control. Put that cat up. <laughs> Is it dead? Yeah, yeah. Get some ASMR on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are they playing overseas? I can't. Find it. I see their schedule, but I don't know where they're. Let's see. Is there one that's like a wacky time? I don't know. Maybe they don't. I, I, they I, may I, not be. Maybe I was looking at the Packers. Let me see. Uh, maybe it was last year they played in England. Yeah, they played in the Packers in England last year. Yeah, last year, yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's what I was thinking of, too. Oh, who the hell was I looking at? I didn't even see. Let me just look up overseas NFL games. Um, did you see, Rich, the uh, that HBO rebranded HBO Max again? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it crashed today as soon as they did it. Oh, did it crash? <laughs> I didn't even see that. Yeah, I thought this morning I saw it wasn't working or something. Like, why do they keep doing that? Aren't they in the process of um, taking over a bunch of shows from, or like merging with other another streamer or something? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they had a, they had a few more shows in that their um, on their app than I was expecting um, them to have. What do they What do they have? And I was like, huh. I didn't realize that was a. Uh, I, I think they merged with Discovery Plus, whatever the fuck that had. Oh, really? Really? South so Park. I can watch Deadliest Catch now? There's like South Park too. Like I didn't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Why I, watched South Park South Park on? I was shocked. Yeah, why is South Park on it? They're friends. I, I mean, not that not that I watch Friends, but I was like, Maybe why is it too on expensive here? for Comedy Central? Maybe they made them a deal they couldn't uh, refuse. But yeah, Maybe. it says uh, this spring they will pair HBO and Warner Brothers films with Discovery's content library. So I think that's what this had to do with. So here we go. Um, while new episodes of South Park air on Comedy Central, which is owned by Paramount, the network and the show's creators held an auction in 2019 for the rights to show reruns and 30 new episodes. And HBO won the auction. Okay, well, that's interesting. Good job, HBO. Um, that must have been that must have been a shit ton of money. Yeah, that, 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 that that's a big win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that wasn't that eBay notification. <laughs> Um, 
So there are 333 episodes of South Park. Nuts. Guess how much uh, HBO pay, or Warner Brothers, whoever you want to say, paid per episode? 4.5 million. 12. 1.6 million an episode. So times That's 300. Low. Isn't it? I don't know. Well, 1.6 times 333. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I guess on average, because like, if you look at a lot of the hit shows like Seinfeld, they were making I don't know close. I know <laughs> well, Friends so, was making close wait. to a million dollars an episode per person. So well, so I, I just quickly I, my math could be wrong, but I just did it out. So it would be 530 million dollars. Is that right? That seems kind of low. You think $530 million is low? Yeah, for South Park in its entirety. Jeez. I mean, South Park probably will get them subscribers just based off that. I think that's what they're banking on. Yeah, I think that's what they're probably banking on, too. I think that's what Discovery was banking on. Man, what does Matt Stone and Trey Parker get out of that? I wonder what that cut would have been. Because, I mean, they have to have a decent cut out of that. I guess it depends what they're selling to. If they're selling the rights or just licensing, I'm guessing it's just licensing. I would think so too. Yeah, um, we're a legal podcast now. <laughs> uh, the, oh, the stewing Paramount. The plot thickens. <laughs> now we're really a legal podcast. It's so funny. I'm gonna give you a beer review while you're looking this up. Go ahead, go ahead. What do you what do you do? Um, I got. I think it's local brewery. I got it in the local section. It's called Noon Whistle Good Pibrations. It's a pie flavored stout. Nice. It tastes like a freaking pie, which is kind of weird because it's sweet and sour at the same time. I'm still not sure. I've had 16 ounces of this, and I'm still not sure if I like it or not. You need another then. Yeah, I have one in the fridge, so I might. Um, but it's super weird. Like it had almost like a buttery crust taste to it when I first tasted it. Wow. And you can taste like the cherry. It's there's cherry puree in it, so like you can obviously taste oh, wow. it. Sounds, sounds like they did a pretty splendid job. I wish it wasn't a sour though. That's my only thing. Like I wish it was just a sweet beer, like a dessert beer, almost like a frambois. But I don't know. I may have another one. I don't know. We'll see. It's six and a half percent ABV. Yep, oh, Lombard and Naperville, so it is Illinois. So I don't know. Probably not distributed, so no one's probably ever going to try this. But it's an interesting one. Probably one of the most interesting beers I've had in a while. I'm not drinking anything. Surprise, Nothing for me. <laughs> Nothing for me. Rich had a high noon, but at a high noon, and now I have a. Which which I've had this a million times. Not that special. Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. Oh, that one's so good. It's uh, just like a good simple porter. Yeah, it, it's really easy to drink. Like it's probably one of the easiest, best drinkability for a porter. It doesn't get much better. Hmm. Um, are there any updates with uh, any any new grass decisions that you've made this week? Because it seems like every week you go in a different direction. No, we're, we're supposed uh, to get the exciting conclusion this week. Uh, remember? I don't remember? What was the conclusion? Your con- 
you the the end of your situation with the clover. What happened? You were gonna remember it. It was post recording. Uh, oh, I, was I think. Uh, so yeah. So right? we. Uh, I don't think we did this last week, right? I don't think we did either. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so grass update. Uh, I emailed the company and complained that their grass didn't grow. So then they sent me a refund. Grass sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was basically I did everything and nothing's coming up and it's still dirt. And so then they were like, "Oh, so sorry about that. Customer service is our top priority. We'll give you a refund." I was like, "All right, great." I wonder how so, often that happens. Uh, did did yeah. you get your refund yet? I did. Okay. Yeah, they were pretty prompt with it. Um, Incredible. Yeah, so they gave me a refund. Um, and now uh, well, we're putting the grass on hold. Um, now we, we, have a, we have a swing set like uh, in the backyard, and so we are basically um, filling it around it with, like, um, you know, whatchamacallit, mulch and stuff. So that's been a, a process because it needs a shit ton of mulch. So, so that, that, that was this past weekend. That's basically what we spent doing. Yeah, about halfway done. I don't know what we're doing with the grass, though. So let me, all right, let me ask you a question, Roland. Yep. Since you might, you might be the green thumb expert here. So part of what I was thinking is, well, so uh, I was thinking, like, basically kill the grass. Kill, it's not, I mean, it's not even grass. We, we have little bits of grass. And most of it's just weeds. So just, I was thinking, I was like, should we just, like, kill everything in the backyard? Just kill it and start over. How are you going to kill it, first of all? Uh, I have not gotten it. Okay. Because you... if you use like grass killer or something, yeah, you need to wait a certain amount of time before you can plant. Yeah. So if you tear it up or something like that and just like dispose it of it, like that's one yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that'll take a little while. I know. Also, your window for growing grass is pretty limited right now. I know. We'd have to probably do it in the fall, I would think, at this point. Fall's the easiest time to do it because it stays so cool. Yeah. We can do it then. So that that's what we were thinking. Now, now my question, and then essentially, so just have the the kids tear it up week yeah, by week, fuck it up little. all summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, give them five you know, bucks the a week thing, or something. Tear up the grass. You know the the other thing is um, typically, or and I don't want to say typically, but like we have no shade cover in the backyard. So like mm-hmm. a lot of times by like mid mid August, if like we don't get a lot of rain the grass is like basically cooked anyway, or everything is just like fried. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my question then is Roland, I would need, because if I do this, the main issue is like the soil, the soil sucks. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, sand, rocks, whatever. So like, I would basically, I was thinking like, I would just have order a shit ton of like topsoil and then just essentially throw it all down. Right. Like yeah, I'd probably clear out four as, inches. as much of the rock as you can, like if there are little patches of rocks or whatever. Yeah, I right, clear out the rock. you put down the topsoil, because the roots can't get through that, really. Like but if I would it's, need, what, like four inches of topsoil, right? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's going to be expensive. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. It's going to be, I know, I was like, because like, it's probably going to be like at least four inches of topsoil. So, But then my concern is, if I do four inches of topsoil across the, the back of the yard, though, like I have a patio, that's, I mean, it's a patio, but it's basically like poured concrete. Um, that's like flush with the yard. Like, how would that work? It wouldn't. So he said, I think he's saying the topsoil will end up being higher than that concrete. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it might. It may also compact down after a while. It settles usually. So, like, you're not going to get it by actual inches. Like, 
there are calculators oh, where you can calculate out the square footage and you get yards, like the equivalent of yards of dirt and put it in there. But eventually it'll settle down too. So, so like, it's, it's not never going to be as high mm-hmm. like as you think it's going to be. Okay. So I either do that or, or do I do sod, which I know is expensive, but like I'd run the price for each of them. I know. No, it's not fucking expensive, but I brought this up last time. I think we discussed: is it a realistic option that you just say "fuck the yard" in general? Like, is that a realistic option? Yeah, I mean, it is, but like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I would like to have like a yard that I I can like go out on, what, and, like grass, lay, lay, lay out and catch a tan, <laughs> catch a tan, or just like like you can't like do anything in the backyard because it's just all like gravel and rocks and like dirt and sand. So, like, you know, the kids play in it, which is fine. Like, they don't really care. But, like, I don't know. We have, like, a fire pit. But, like, it's kind of shitty to sit next to a fire pit, you know, that's, like, surrounded by, like, weeds and, like, all this other shit. Right, right, right. Well, this is actually not as bad as I thought. What? 14 yards of dirt, which is probably your driveway about six feet high or something, is okay. $686. That's not bad. That is right. way less than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it would be cheaper than sod. Probably. I mean, then you just need the seed fertilizer. Yeah. And then I would, I mean, with each of them, you're probably going to need an irrigation uh, system. Of some yeah. Sort. Yeah. I mean, which is going to be expensive regardless. Yeah. So either one, the irrigation system I would need, but that would be, that would be for both. So that's not even that big of a deal. I don't think that's super expensive. Let me, uh, no, I, I wouldn't think so. And I would probably go to above ground, but I think that would be cheaper. Let me look up how much I paid. And I think sad is, when you're checking what you paid for what? Fertilizer? The different uh, parts of uh, the, uh, the like over, above ground sprinkler. Oh, yeah. So here I'll show you. I'll uh, share this. Did you get them from Home Depot? No, nah, I just got it from Amazon because I'm lazy. Oh. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I know people in our neighborhood that have it and, and it looks fairly. <laughs> That's not what I want to share. <laughs> share, <laughs> share a video, video of us. <laughs> So there's the, uh, like, spikies here, those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the hose goes directly in them. Nice. You just need the cap on the end. So they're, like, male and female threaded. And then you can string, like, two or three of them together, depending on your water pressure. And then what? You just get, like, little, like, connecting hoses to connect them all? Look, see, it's five of them for 50 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. And then you get the, uh, oh, I guess I got one extra. And I think you need to get the tops. I don't think the tops in here. But anyway, so it's like 50 plus whatever this is. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like 20. it's that. So maybe we'll call it 300 with the hoses and with the timer. Yeah, that doesn't look like. And there are tons of YouTube videos on like how to set it up and everything. And then you yeah. just like, they have a spray that's like 270 degrees or something. And you just turn the top to wherever you want it to spray. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. Super, super easy. And then once you have the timer running, you set up like the days and the times you want, and it goes off automatically. Let's see. You can probably get all this at Home Depot too, or Lowe's or Ace. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna see. Um, yeah, I know. And, and I was looking at the, like I said, I was looking at sod as well. It's because I feel like it would just be easier. Although obviously it's you know gonna be pricey. Let's see how much is the sod. No, that's not it. You know how many square feet? I'm trying to figure out. I, I, it says I'm, 30 cents to 83 cents per square foot. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is a good good range. Um, what is this? Is this sod? 
No, come on, Home Depot. I guess I could. Home Depot is really trying to push the artificial grass turf on me. I would have figured you'd go that route. Artificial yeah. grass? Yep. <laughs> how do you think how that was? That? Um, that wasn't that expensive. Yeah, how much would it be to get like turf installed, like like NFL, like yeah. fake turf <laughs> with see. the beads and everything? Listen, Dave, you're going to make some friends in your neighborhood if you have real NFL turf in your yard. You just have Devin dragging his feet across every time you play catch. (laughs) The beads popping up. Oh, shit. I don't know if it has the beads. What the fuck is this? Oh, my God. I don't even. It's it's literally just a mat that you just like staple into the ground. You roll it out. That's interesting. Huh. Trending in the United States, Boston and Seven. There we go. There it is. It's already started. They win one game, and now... Have you all gone crazy? Like, I get that they're the better... seven. I know. I mean, listen, it's going to happen at some point, and, like, I get it, but, like, focus on winning this game. Okay, you won this game. Now, win at home. You've been terrible home team. Like, let's see. All right, so here's... So, um, a six and a half by seven and a half piece of... Fake grass is like 150 bucks. Pretty cheap for a whole yard. It's only six and a half by seven feet, though. I need more than that. How much? How much was it for one piece? 150. Yeah. So you're you're spending. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a lot. Let's see. How's how much is how much? All right. I found sod. I found 72 square feet natural Bermuda sod. Roland. Sounds nice. <laughs> Sound nice. <laughs> I'm sold. Ships 32 pods per case. Each pod measures three by three inches. Direct from the farm. Um, farm in Bermuda. Yeah, the Bermuda farm, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that? So it covers, wait, how much did I say it covers? How much square feet did I cover? 72 square feet. 72 square feet, and so that's 100 bucks. I have to measure and see how much how, how big my yard is. I thought it was only like I thought it was less than five hundred square feet. Lucky. Oh, wait, how big is he? How big is your? Well, so so it's bigger than that. It's probably closer to like eight hundred square feet. But then we have um, like a, a big chunk of it, eight hundred, nine hundred square feet. But we have a big chunk of the patio, and the other big chunk is where the swing set is now with the with the uh, mulch. So I'm picking that. I'm, I'm factoring that one out. But how big is yours? I think it's significantly larger. Yeah, I would think so too. Rich, you? I was going to say like 8,500 feet. For you? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a pretty big yard. Well, I'm a corner lot. Oh, uh, corner so lot. So I have both the side yard, front yard, and the like strips along the street. Um, okay. Okay. So it takes me 40 minutes to mow. Yeah. I would say I'm probably close to that as well. I mean, oh, really? Front and back, and then there's a little strip on the other side, too. It takes me about 20 to 25 each. I haven't mowed them both together yet, so I'm not really sure. Nice. It takes about 20 do you, minutes. When I do, do you have it. grass? Oh. Like, do you have, a, you have legit grass grass? Yeah, yeah. And it, it grows quick. Too yeah, much. it does. Should I buy sod off of Amazon? I feel like that's a good idea. Yeah, I would recommend buying anything Alibaba. off Amazon. <laughs> Wait, what would say? I would suggest buying anything off Amazon, and just you know make make sure you get that slow shipping, get that dollar digital money. Wait, what's that? 
Oh, it's always like if you don't want this immediately, like you for some of them you can get like three or four dollars back. Right. Oh really? Instead of two day shipping, you just pick regular shipping which ends up being like four days and you get like free money to spend on videos. And sometimes it comes in like two days anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Um been, I've been working my way through buying the all of Californication. Nice. I'm I'm at uh, I'm about halfway through season five, so I've made it pretty far. That's pretty far. Start it. Start with the best nudie episodes first. They all have good nudie episodes. I'm like rewatching. <laughs> I'm rewatching it right now. I'm, I think I'm in early season four, and it is like every single episode. <laughs> I, I should I should have had a checklist like as I was watching the show and just marked it off. Good and I'm looking at. I'm looking at this one side. I don't know exactly know what when this one is. It requires one for the first two weeks, one hour, one hour of water per day. <sighs> I, don't much, I don't know how much I'm supposed to, but that is a shit ton of water. You're definitely gonna have to buy the sprinkler setup then too, correct? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've kind of decided, uh, regardless, whatever I do, I'm, I, I'm gonna get because I've tried gra- growing a couple different times, and every time I do it. Everyone's always like, you need a sprinkler system or else it's not going to work. Right. And you keep thinking, well, this is going to be the time. I'm going to find <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll the right. I'll do it this time. But the right seed. Right. <laughs> I've given up. They are, they are 100% right. I think I need a, I need a sprinkler well, setup. My, my dad gave me one of those like timers because he couldn't figure out how to use it. And then I was like, oh, like I figured it out. And then I was like, oh, I can use this to like completely automate like all the watering. And then I was watching something on YouTube and they were like, you can do this instead of installing in-ground sprinklers. And I was like, works for me. I don't need to, you know, pay 10K for that or whatever. And it worked fine last year. I just did it for one year so far. The only problem I have is because I have that kind of split where it's like against the house and then by the street. The sprinklers don't go all the way out. So I kind of just water the stuff like right around the house. I can go crazy, but then there are hoses everywhere. So every once in a while, I'll just take a hose out to the spray it down. Yeah. Hmm. I think I might have found one, boys. Oh, what's the, what, what's the front runner? <laughs> it's the Lowe's bestseller, uh, Bluegrass Sod. Um, 500 uh, square like feet. The name. Me too. 500 Great. square feet for 500 bucks. That seems pretty good, right? There you go, That's winner. Good. You may need some some dirt too, but yeah, but whatever. I wonder how. I mean, in all honesty, like a thousand dollars probably to redo your whole backyard. Not terrible. Right. Yeah, not yeah, terrible. Not, no, not terrible. I mean, that's just one of those spring or fall cleanups, and a little more. Yep. Yeah, I think I could. I think I could do this. Yeah, I just paid fifty dollars for my uh, spring cleanup. Fifty bucks. Yeah, and the bag fees. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pay to get the yard waste taken away. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have to get stick. You get like the bags, like the yard waste bags, and then you have to buy a sticker for each of them to get taken. I think I think ours are free for pickup. Um, yeah, I wish so we had like was... one day in the fall and the spring where they would do like a free yeah. yard waste pickup, but yeah, that's that's what we have. Free? Uh yeah, free. It's like uh, yeah, it's yeah. like I think it's, we have two days in the fall and two days in the spring. People leave theirs out like every single day of the week. It must they must come every week for those bags. Yeah, they must. Yeah, 
now that ours is, but then people lost their minds because they didn't come last week and they were supposed to. So like everybody had their yard raced out and like, I don't, I have no idea why they didn't come, but people like lost their minds. The funniest yard waste thing we have is that they'll pick up sticks for free, like branches that fall and stuff like that. But it's just like whenever they feel like it. So it's supposed to be the first week of the month. And like, I always have like a pile kind of like to the side of the garden of all the sticks. And I'll just bring it out like first week of the month for them to pick it up. And it's sometimes it's like two weeks before they pick it up. Like, <laughs> you just have the stick sitting out front for two weeks. Maybe Joe is on vacation. Who knows? <laughs> hey, he was busy. Okay, give him a break. That's funny. Uh, mm. I'm trying to do uh, composting this year. See what happens. Ooh. I just uh, spent like 45 minutes like drilling holes in the side of like old garbage cans. Four of them. Uh-huh. I'm trying not to spend any money and buy anything. I've been going to the recycling center and getting a free garbage can every week because you're allowed to go there on Saturdays and grab one. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So I've gotten three of them now, taking advantage of the town. I like it. Take advantage of that town. I, have to, I haven't come to your house yet. i got to go down there. I mean, gotta make it down. I know. i got to make a trip to the Jers. Now, now that we have two bathrooms, people are welcome. Oh wait, you done? Uh, we haven't fully passed inspection yet, but oh, but it's close. We're we're using everything like it's done. Uh, oh, okay. How is it? It's great. It's nice having a nice having a second bathroom for you know. No, where's the second? Where's the second bathroom? Is it in your room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. You want a funny inspection story? Sure. This goes back Always. to Paul. So when we were getting the second floor inspected, what what the contractors do is usually they'll either turn down the limit screws on like the handles so it's not scalding, or I guess they will turn the water boiler down. So when we got the second floor stuff running, it was never like super hot when we were taking showers. It would get to like warm and like a little hot. And I like took the faucets off like, turn the limit screw like all the way off. And I was just like, what else can we do? Just as dad came and looked at the boiler and was like, you know, you're on like a super low setting, right? Like you can go up like many different levels. Right. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, the contractors do that to like pass the inspection. And so uh, we like, that's funny. Turned it up. So for like a month, probably we were taking showers and we're like, this is brand new stuff. Like, why isn't it hot? <laughs> Uh, and it was just a knob you turned on on the boiler there's a setting for like yeah so the set yeah the set yeah you know it's funny we had we had a similar issue uh the boiler setting and then there's um in the in the um in the shower in the handle itself there's a setting right and like that's the one that i went to first thinking like yeah oh, he just turned like that limit screw and then maybe would adjust the limit after and forgot to do that because it limits how far, like you, you what can the turn mixture it, yeah. is between yeah, the yeah. hot and the cold. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'm I very familiar that with that. Yeah. I loosen that baby up real, real nice so that we can get that thing scalding. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I, it was all done and I took the shower. I was like, "Fuck! Why is it so cold? I spent all this money." The <laughs> <laughs> same exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. 
that's got to be a frustrating moment because like if, if our water was like not as hot as I wanted it, as soon as we were done, I would be like furious. Oh yeah. The first time I took a shower, I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Call them on the phone. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, then they just kind of, yeah. I, and maybe they did the same thing for that, but yeah, the, the, the regulation screw or whatever, it was kind of, it did not let you turn it that far. And I loosened that baby up real nice. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. All right, let's probably get going. All right. Uh, um, Roland. What? Hey, well, uh, one last question. When I do sod, I probably have to rip up the, the all the yard completely and get it down to the dirt, right? Yep, I would. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just going to die, and then the roots have to try to go through the dead material. Okay. I mean, I guess technically it could decompose, but probably I yeah, because yeah, it's probably. roots and stuff. It's that's the problem. It's not so much the like leaves as it is like the root system, because then the root system has to try to break through the other root system. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, six hundred bucks for that. Yeah, thousand bucks to get all that stuff. That's not bad. I mean, you could probably till it since you have I, your I, little. I, I think filler. that's it. You're going to be around that number no matter which direction you go. Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, yeah, I'll tell it. I, I thought I, it was I'll actually going to be many times more than that. Yeah, I, me too. I, I, thought I, I thought I was going to be like a couple grand. grand. Yeah. I thought it was, but like if I could do this all for a grand, I'd, yeah, I think that's a pretty good deal. That's a win, I think. I think so too. All right. I got I to get Elisa on board. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Is she, how, where's she at with this whole yard thing? Like what direction does she want to go? Um, well, so it was her idea to do the clover. Okay. So she pushed that one, and obviously that didn't work. The uh, same thing. She just wants like it to be like right now. You look out to the yard, and it's just like dirt and rocks and like weeds. It's all it is. You want to see a nice flush green? Yeah, grass. you want to see like some grass. Like, I, and that was the thing. Like, we don't even give a shit. Like, if it's full grass or not, we just don't want. Like, it's like the dirt and the dead spots that like look real shit. Right, 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 right. Uh, so yeah, like I, I have a friend of mine uh, up here, and he was like, he's telling me, he's like, I'll just do sod. He's like, I do sod. He's like, it's a pain in the ass, but he's like, I do sod. He's like, I can get by with it like every other year. He's like, I'll do it, and then like normally he said normally it'll last like two years, and then he's like, I'll just reorder it again, and he's like, it's a little expensive, but he's like, then he's like, I have a nice green grass for like the entire summer for like two years. I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. I don't know why his sod's dying off though. I don't think he, I don't think he keeps like, <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think he's, he doesn't like, you know, he's not, he's not watering it. Like he'll, he'll do what he can. And then he just comes up like, fuck it. I'll just reinstall it. Like he's not like watering it regularly. He's not like taking care of it. So that's what I'm going to do guys. Looking hey, at like the sod. It. I have to figure out how to install sod then. Yeah, or are you just gonna, roll it out. You know, now let's say over the next week or two you're like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Are you gonna? Is it too late in the year to do it for this year? Like, how does that work? Timeline? Does it matter? I don't know, Roland. Temps are all that matter. So the hotter it gets, like let's say above seventy-five degrees, probably, it's just stress on the grass. So like it'll impede it from growing. So it's not that you can't do it. It's it's tougher because you need more water than probably probably yeah. even more than the recommended one hour or whatever. I would 
Yeah. If you're going to do it later, I would say probably do two 40 minutes or two 45 minutes, one in the morning, one at night or something. I don't know how much yeah. water costs. That's Jess's department. Oh, uh, yeah. Water's fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Water is expensive. I know. That's what I'm looking at. I mean, it, it get it's getting hot the end of next week, but it could easily just get cool again. I mean, it's, you know, like 50 degrees right now. So actually, it's going to go down to like the 40s tonight. So, like, yeah, I think I could do it. I think I, I think I'm still within the within the range because I think like 55 to 70 degrees is like very yeah I think that's at 55 to 75 grass. is like the the ideal temperature so like if I miss that for a couple of days or if it's like 78 or 80 I'm like freak out I think it. it's more important for for seed though than it is probably for sod I would think the so seed too has to stay wet the whole time I think watering the sod is really just to grow the roots and make sure everything's fully saturated yeah. Okay. Because the seeds don't grow unless it's like constantly wet. So like when I was growing, when I leveled my lawn and stuff, even though it's not fully level, I had to go out like three times a day probably and like spray it down. Oh, it's really? not long. It's like five minutes, ten minutes, but it's frequent. A nice peaceful five minutes just to go outside. Dan would love that. I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> The water, the grass, and silence. I think my neighbors talk to me sometimes because I go out with like my headphones on, just to like you know listen to a podcast, water the grass, go back inside. And I'm pretty sure some people have like looked at me while I'm just like doing it, and I I'm oblivious. Uh, that's awesome. Prep the soil. Yeah, I'll need to. Yeah, I have to. Um... <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, I have to kill everything. It looks like. All right, I'll figure this out. Right. Good luck. Thanks, I'll let you know how it goes. Yep. Look forward to it next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, yeah, I'll see. I yeah, can't put I'm the back. exciting conclusion now because it's a continuance. Listen, it's the best yeah, running, is... running story LMO's <laughs> ever had. <laughs> the, yeah, it's, ne- it's never going to end well until, until I get crap. And I, I might just get sad and then, and then be done with it and then just buy sod every year. Fuck it. I'll be one it of those better people. not be every year. It better be at least every couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I got to drop in yeah. like 3K on this yard every year with landscaping and sod. Yeah. For it just to look slightly, slightly below average. <laughs> <laughs> Should I even Can't send wait. a picture of what my $50 lawn looks like? No, no. Don't do it. I don't, like, I don't even, like, it's it's a little frustrating, but I don't even care because it's not even like like I, I mentioned last time. Like it's nothing like I did. It's the fucking idiots before me that fucked this whole thing up. And like it, I've been trying to kind of do it on the cheap. But I think I mentioned last time. Like the the only thing, I, the only way I'd be able to fix it is basically we'd have to rip up the fence, get a backhoe in, and they would basically just have to rip up the entire yard and then re soil it and seed it and put like like you'd probably be talking like thousands and thousands of dollars if i were to do it right and then i need new fence they need the fucking backhoe all that soil i need an irrigation system like so that's why i'm like fuck it you could send it to me if you like roll it but like i don't even i don't even give a shit i'm just like oh, what's the in. perfect i can't wait to see it it's in the podcast channel mm-hmm. here we go Podcast channel. Oh, that's a nice lawn rolling. Shit. Look at that green grass. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 
Mine does not look like that. Oh yeah, that's looking good. Does look good. Every once in a while, the light looks nice and the lines are fresh. Now, now, do, have you have you had to do anything with that yard, like outside yeah, of like a fertilizer and, and watering it? Mm, the there was that one year that they parked the freaking backhoe essentially on our lawn um, over uh, a weekend. So I tried to fill that in as best I can. It probably gotcha. needs in the in the fall. I'm probably going to get another couple of yards of dirt and put it on top and see if I can get it to go up because it compressed back down. It went like flat for a while and then it like sunk back in okay. to where the like divots were. Yep. So I still have some sand from that and I need some dirt and I'm going to try to level it off a little more because it's it's like a little kind of divity thing in in the middle, but. If you keep the lawn like a little higher instead of mowing it all the way down, it kind of looks fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, no mow made, Roland. No mow may. Is that something you just made up because you don't have a lawn? No, no. There's people post signs about it around here. No mow may. Why? To help help the uh, help the like the I don't know the pollinators and shit, like the bees and shit like that. It's it's encouraged not to not to to like not to cut your grass uh, the month of May. I've never heard that before. Oh yeah, it's a thing. Google it. No mome. No. Roland, how often do you mow your yard? Um, I'm gonna put down fertilizer. We're going. We're coming to New York this weekend, but it's probably gonna be packed because it's a wedding weekend. So unfortunately, probably no no fun activities. Um, at least once a week in the spring and the fall, usually twice a week, probably. Oh, twice a week. Shit. No, I'd let it die. <laughs> Fuck that. It depends if I like put fertilizer on or not. Usually, that's crazy. Twice a week. I'm at about. That's how much rain there is. Yeah, I'm about once every. I'm trying to stretch it as much as possible, like ten, every ten or eleven days. You get that much rain that. in Chicago? Yeah. Interesting. We don't get as much. I mean, I guess you know, uh, April we obviously get like a decent amount of rain, but like it's not like you know. A ton. Um, most of our water, I think, is from like typically when we get like a lot of snow, and then it melts. Right. My grass was green all year round this year because of the snow. Really? Mm-hmm. Like even even people who have like really nice mm-hmm. lawns, they all tend to. And then we get like, do, does your even people again, unless they like are watering it during like we had a drought last couple of years, so like like in the summer, like it's just by August and stuff like that, like. There's been no rain for like two months, and it just like burns everybody's everybody's yard. Do you get that? Um, no, you get like you, the, you're like, pretty steady. With the... Sides kind of get burned because I don't water them as frequently, so huh. I just kind of like disregard them. I also don't need to mow them as much if I don't water them. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, so that so that's what we're going to decide, Rowan. I'll 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 uh, uh, tell her, uh, everybody could uh, chime in next week for for an update whether or not we actually move forward with the side experiment. All right. I will let you know. All right. All right. Till next time. Hey, fellas. Tommy, take us out. Hologram Tommy. <laughs> Hologram Tommy, go for it. Uh, for Roland Barry Alley, Rich Cagle, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy, thank you for listening to Last Minute's Opinion, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Boom.